The Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involves varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. Know the difference. Now, the Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News. Know the difference. It is one team, one plan, and one fee for the next hour. Welcome. Glad you're going to spend at least an hour of your weekend. We sure appreciate that on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. Great show planned for you today. We're going to cover the markets here in just a second. We've got a guide for widows on the way. Also going to talk about what's new with 401ks in 2022 and how Annex Wealth Management can help. And we're talking to you company owners, CFOs, and HR leaders. Ask Annex is on the way, talking about inheriting IRAs, reverse mortgages, and HSAs being the new 401k. I'm Danny Clayton. Derek Felsky, our Chief Investment Officer. Welcome. Hi, Danny. And Dave Spano, President and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Hello to you. Hello, Dave. Danny, and hello, folks. There's so much to talk about, as you would expect. Of course, the top two stories are geopolitical risk and, of course, what the Federal Reserve has in its brain, and so much are moving parts. And let's really start with the fact that on Monday, the market is closed for President's Day, and generally over a long weekend, firms like to clear out their books, as they say in the investment business. In other words, not hold some securities over a long weekend. We did see more selling pressure on Friday. Market was down, and that was more likely to do with what was happening geopolitically, Derek. Right. I mean, there were some signs that the crisis in Ukraine is escalating. You hear conflicting reports about that. There is talk that some uh, U.S. officials will be meeting with Russian officials next week. I'm assuming that would occur if provided they haven't invaded at that point in time, but it is causing some levels of uncertainty. But the one thing, Dave, that we were looking at in the past is when you saw these types of events, when there was actually an invasion, it actually is sell the buildup and buy the invasion historically. Yeah, and we've seen that because the uncertainty is now known, right? So you really have to think about, of course, what that means, because there are intended and, of course, unintended consequences if this happens. Let's really talk about two things. Number one, energy, and number two, the Federal Reserve. So obviously we've talked about this, we've covered this. If you listen to the show, the fact that Nord Stream 2 is the pipe that comes out of Russia through Ukraine all the way through Western Europe. And if there is a disruption in that, what happens to the price of energy, not only over there, but here in the United States? And so that could also cause further inflation and that's how it ties to the Federal Reserve, Derek. Well, it would certainly have a direct impact on natural gas prices overseas. Think about U.S. natural gas. It's very hard to transport across an ocean, so I'm not so sure it would really negatively affect natural gas prices in the United States, but it certainly would be hitting Europe at a tough time. You know, we have food inflation, we've got car price inflation, and, and to add energy inflation would be very difficult for the European economy to withstand. And I, sometimes that's a really good point, Derek. Sometimes people forget about that because we become so centric in our own thinking, in our own areas. But inflation is really a worldwide effect right now. And so, you know, we're trying to fight that here in the United States. But food inflation, energy inflation, especially those that we import, certainly could cause prices to go up. And remember, that is the first thing we started to talk about is what's causing prices to go up. Energy was a big part of that as well as the supply chain issues. So more pressure on inflation is going to be concerning because the Fed, of course, knows they have a problem. At the same time, 
do they raise interest rates aggressively if there's geopolitical risk around the world? Right. That You would certainly think that would dampen the pace of rate increases. One thing we were looking at the, earlier this week, though, is like in the case of the two-year note, in September it was trading at 20 basis points. It's now trading at 1.7%. So when people say the Fed is behind the curve, they're not kidding. The Fed hasn't changed their short-term rates at all, but the market already has, and that will have a dampening effect on economic growth going forward. You know, forward. it's funny. The Federal Reserve is admittedly now saying they're behind the curve, and almost we have to chuckle about it, Derek, because this goes back to May of last year when you and I were talking about is it transitory or not, and we said we don't think it is transitory because some of the way you define CPI is a more structural issue. So even if they get aggressive, Derek, in raising rates, it may be too little too late because a lot of these issues might be structural. And it doesn't also necessarily mean that long-term rates will actually rise in lockstep. Just because the Fed increases the Fed funds rate by 25 basis points doesn't mean the 10-year yield will go up 25 basis points. It could go up significantly less because the bond market, which controls the long end of the yield, will sniff out, sniff out slower growth going forward. And of course, the Federal Reserve does watch the market rates. And then all of these moving parts, of course, Danny, really brings you to the conversation that we have on a weekly basis, that if the facts and circumstances change, did you change your portfolio? Are you in the right place given where we are today? We often don't guarantee much, but Dave, you're pretty sure that we're going to see a lot of volatility. I can't guarantee it because the SEC is listening. But of course, anytime there's volatility, you have to make sure that your plan is in place. Can we put things in order for you? Can we do it as a fee-only fiduciary for your investment and retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning? Yes, we can. Our website, AnnexWealth.com. Simply go there, click that Get Started button, begin the wealth metric process. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. We are going to be right back on 92.5 Fox News. Investment and retirement planning is personal. The Annex Wealth Management way is to meet you where you're at. That's the best place to start. Seasoned investor, careful saver, or do-it-yourself for tidying up loose ends? If you're ready for comprehensive wealth management from the fee-only fiduciaries at Annex, so are we. Maybe you're stuck and not sure what to do next. It's time for Wealth Metric with a deep dive on investment, retirement, and tax planning. Know the difference with a fee-only fiduciary. Start today at AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference? It's one team, one plan, one fee. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, our website, AnnexWealth.com. Quickly, just a couple of reminders, some webinars coming up. Women in Wealth, Boost Your Social Security IQ happens early March, March 1st. Women in Wealth, Investigating Bonds, that happens April 5th. More details, and you can sign up at AnnexWealth.com. Look for the events tab. I'm Danny Clayton, Derek Felsky, Chief Investment Officer, Dave Spano, President, CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Thanks, Danny. You know, every quarter, the companies declare their earnings reports, and of course, we're about 85% through, so we're basically at the end of earnings season, 85% of those companies have reported and the reports, Derek, have been as expected. Well, they've actually been a little better than expected. At the beginning of January, the analysts were thinking we'd have 23% year-on-year growth. That came in at 30%. You know, a lot of the negative reports have gotten a lot of headlines. You know, Roku, for example, uh, any number of other stay-at-home stocks have gotten crushed. Peloton. Against, yeah, Peloton. Against really tough comps, but companies like Cisco, the, not the food company, the networking company, posted a really solid beat on all metrics, strong 
strong backlog guidance. That's huge. Uh, Walmart, many people thought they'd have difficulty against tough comps last year because they were open and everyone was closed. But despite cost pressures, they actually made $2 billion on their advertising business, which people don't even fully appreciate. But think about how much higher those margins are than what they get in the grocery store or the, or the, or the hard goods side. So you go through and you listen to the reports, and there's the empirical part, the numbers and the math. And then, of course, you listen to what the CEOs are saying. And there are so many CEO issues that they're talking about. Of course, they're talking about supply chain. They're talking about labor shortages, rising pay, and, of course, operating costs, which puts pressure on their income statement. But the thing that came out this week was what's called the PPI. We talk about inflation a lot. The PPI is the producer's price index compared to what you and I see, which is the CPI. The producer's price index was up 9.7%. That's eventually going to make its way through. Right. That was the highest reading we've seen there in 40 years. And you really have to wonder whether we're kind of at peak inflation, because one of the things that matters a lot in CPI is autos. They've accounted for 50% of the rise in CPI. And there are signs that auto pricing are starting to ameliorate because production is catching up to demand. So that could be a negative effect. So there's going to be counter effects. We're going to have to monitor them all. Um, And generally speaking, the most important going forward would be wage growth and owner equivalent rent, which could continue to move higher. And that's the structural stuff that we talked about. But we talked about when the supply chains begin to break and then therefore CPI and PPI begin to peak may be connected. And maybe we're starting to see that now. And the Fed even talked about it this week, Derek, that they think that it might begin to reduce. And if it doesn't reduce, they're going to have to raise rates. Hello. Well, and it really makes sense. If you think, I mean, Chairman Powell is a very challenging task at the moment. You know, the COVID-19 protocols, which were geared towards Omicron, right, which came, kind of came out of left field, they contributed to tightness. You know, as we're seeing COVID uh, protocols eliminated around the country, that could cause an easing of the tightness that is causing this inflation in the first place. You know, and you have talked about this before, but the fact that when you think about, you know, where purchases were going and where the supply issues were, we there was a lot of purchases of goods in goods were stuff. You know, people bought bikes and things for their houses and television. And now it's going to move to services. And services may really do better if the mask mandates go away and people can move around more freely and therefore start to spend money on services versus goods. Yeah, and many of these companies earn a lot of money. We saw that great quarter out of Disney last week, but hotels, cruise lines, bricks and mortar retailers, people now will be more willing to go to the department store, perhaps airlines. And that, of course, could have a positive impact on the price of energy in the sense that jet fuel costs may run up as demand kind of spurts post the COVID restrictions. Yep. Yep. So, of course, we talked about inflation. We talked about, you know, the guessing of what the Fed is going to do. Are they going to raise seven like some of the big banks in New York say, or just two or three times? We'll have to see. And that's really going to be an interesting point because you look at your portfolio. If interest rates are going up, what's going to happen to your bond portfolio? And if interest rates going going to go up, what's going to happen to the certain equities that you have? Some companies will do better in a rising rate environment, and some will not. And that is the reason why you need to know what you own, why you own it, and how much you're paying for it. And, Danny, we can help. There sure is, and we've got a way. It's called Wealth Metric Investment Retirement Planning. Tax planning, estate planning, it's a complete plan built for you. When we say one team, one plan, one fee, that's how it works. You've heard lots of our teammates here on the radio shows. You hear a lot about our thinking. Here's much more when you become a client, and we would like you to experience that. Head to our website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. It's Money Talk, Annex Wealth Management Show, Sunday, February 20th. Quick break. We're going to be back, 92.5 Fox News. 
Investment and retirement planning is personal. The Annex Wealth Management way is to meet you where you're at. That's the best place to start. Seasoned investor, careful saver, or do-it-yourself for tidying up loose ends? If you're ready for comprehensive wealth management from the fee-only fiduciaries at Annex, so are we. Maybe you're stuck and not sure what to do next. It's time for Wealth Metric with a deep dive on investment, retirement, and tax planning. Know the difference with a fee-only fiduciary. Start today at AnnexWealth.com. Back on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. Dave Spano, President, CEO, Annex Wealth Management. I feel that we've been on this time slot for maybe five weeks now and probably need to keep reintroducing ourselves because we're on on Sunday mornings earlier. So we're brand new here. Annex Wealth Management, fee-only fiduciary. You hear a lot of what we do on this show but again, you know, we're we're brand new on this spot. On we're this not spot. brand new in this market. That's right. Yeah, I've been coming down here for uh, for 30 years. We've got lots of clients here. And of course, we obviously have an office here. And I have a home here in North Naples. And one of the nice things about being down here is the fact that, you know, obviously during the season, so many people come in and it's an opportunity to for people to have a different perspective. You know, you see the license plates from really around the country. You know, it used to be very Midwest orientated, you know, Michigan, Illinois, Wisconsin. But now you're seeing folks from particularly the Northeast and around the country. So it has really become a vibrant place to be. And of course, when you're down here and you want to go, am I in the right place? Am I thinking about becoming a resident in this state? You should connect also with a fee-only fiduciary. If you're listening to the show and you're a local, we can help. Let's go through the process and make sure whatever plan that you had in the past, maybe it needs tweaking. Maybe it needs to be updated. Estate planning, tax planning, investment planning, that is really what separates us from the rest. If somebody's from the Northeast or maybe from the Midwest, is there a different style that they might be coming here well, with their plan? There's no question. You so can just have no, the yeah. conversation okay. with them, right? And it's funny. As you travel around the country, you know, folks in the Northeast are certainly a lot different from those from the Southwest and, of course, from the Midwest. Yeah. You you move around. I mean, they speak differently. They talk differently. But of course, at the end of the day, are you getting the services that you need? And when you work with a full-scale wealth management firm, you're making sure that your estate plan, your tax plan, investment plan are working together. And there's nothing wrong with getting a second opinion if you're with somebody else. We do investment and retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning. We do it as a fee-only fiduciary, and we'd love for you to kick our tires uh, and, and put us to work for 2022 and beyond. Still to come on the show, up next, I one of our favorite couples, they're a client of ours, I believe a blended marriage and their story and their experience with Annex Wealth Management is really sweet. We still have a guide for widows coming up. Then we're going to talk about remarriage and estate planning. We're going to do that a little bit more toward one o'clock. So stick around for that. We're glad you're here. If we can help, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Back in a bit, Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. This is 92.5 Fox News. It starts with a call. With one call, you can start seeing your future more clearly. If your financial picture is cloudy because you're getting conflicting tax, investment, and estate planning advice, help is a call or a click away. Annex Wealth Management's team works to get your investment plan in line with your tax plan and your estate plan. Build confidence with one team working to create one comprehensive plan as a fee-only fiduciary. Annex Wealth Management. One team, one plan, one fee. AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management, and that's the goal of this segment. Another opportunity to meet real-life clients of Annex Wealth Management 
that we work with for investment, retirement, estate, and tax planning. And in this conversation, you will be able to hear the difference. Let's say hello to Carol and Roger. Hello, Carol. Hi there. Hello. And hello, Roger. Good to meet you, Danny. Right at the top, some quick questions. Got to be official. You are clients of Annex Wealth Management. I am. Yes, I am. Annex is not providing any type of compensation for your time on this segment? Not a thing. None. And there's no conflicts of interest between you as a client and Annex as a firm? None. None. We enjoy speaking with clients about their retirement journey because what you share about your experience might help somebody who's on the way or in retirement. And I got to say, you must be really good at retirement by now. (laughs) You've been retired for 31 years. Yes, sir. What were you doing career-wise before then? I was in law enforcement in one of the bigger Midwestern cities. And you had a full career with them? Yes. Carol, how about you? I'm a registered dental hygienist, and I still have my license, so periodically I'm still working. Every once in a while I get back Mm -hmm. in the game. So how old were you when you retired? 53. What did you do at 53? Did you just kind of sit in the backyard, or did you pick up something on the side? Negative. I went to work the very next day because I knew I had to stay busy, and I've been working every day since then. You told me you were on the SWAT team, and a SWAT team is a high-intense pressure job. You were on call all the time, right? Yes. But even at 53, you weren't ready to kind of pull that ripcord? At 53, I was ready to pull out. I had planned my retirement. I knew where I was going to go. I knew financially I could leave at that time because my pension was like 50% pay, and I knew I could find another job to make up the other 50%. Let's talk about that a little bit. Police work is very pension-oriented. Did you have a plan? Did you know exactly what you were doing as you were heading to retirement? Right. The city uh, that I was worked in, had a great pension plan, great health benefits, great benefits. So I enjoyed my 26 years, but after that, it was time to go. Any advice to somebody that you give who is in that retirement planning stage? Save. Plan for the future. My dad brought me up with budgeting, and I budgeted from probably 15 years old when my first job. Put this and this and this away for utilities and whatever might come up. So I did that. A lot of guys I worked with blew it all when they're still working. Roger, three decades ago, retirement planning was a completely different ball game. And because of your profession, pension base, were you working with a financial planner back then? No, I was not. It was just kind of put away in a 1% savings plan somewhere. And then as I got more knowledge, I thought, well, I better get an advisor because my portfolio was starting to build up and was not going where I wanted it to. These were the days before Annex Wealth Management. You worked with other companies? Yes. I was with a larger firm, and they kind of pushed me in the wrong direction. I only saw an advisor once in over 20 years. Mm. I had my money there. So when I got to meeting the people here at Annex, I decided to switch over and been pleased beyond words. Extremely, extremely happy here. (laughs) This is a leading question, but what is it about Annex Wealth Management? What drew you in? One of the probably off-base questions is, it's right down the street from our house, but I have heard about Annex. I listened to their program in the morning. Uh, There were some people in the media were at Annex, and I thought, well, if they're there, I can be there. And since I've been here, I couldn't be more pleased. My financial advisor and his assistant Hmm. have led me straight forward all the way. I would never go anywhere else than Annex. Now, Carol, you said you were with a firm and you really spoke to them once in 20 once years? In all in 20 years. What's your relationship like with us? Oh, it's fabulous. Just a side note, we lost two children within six months oh. and a mother. And 
our advisor and his staff were there right away helping us all along. We would have been lost without them. And they had suggestions like crazy for us. I'm so sorry to hear that, but I'm, I'm so glad that we were able to, oh. to do that. And they didn't miss a beat. They really didn't. And Roger had been here for many years before I switched over. And once we did, though, we get a call, or we're in here, I think, once or twice a year with them, or they call, they send us emails. You couldn't ask for better people. Did you miss us during COVID? No, we yeah. came in. <laughs> oh, you did? We did. Great, nice. Yes. And they guided us into something oh. I had never thought of, and that was a will and a trust. I had never even thought about that. And my advisor said, said well, it's time you think about this with your, we have a blended family. Both our spouses are gone. So we have to decide where our finances are going with our children. And we sat down with one of Annex's lawyers, and he led us right down the path, and we're extremely happy. Yeah, it really is nice that oh, we've got everybody here. They do. They're right here, and you call, and you're taken care of immediately. Yeah, somebody's on the brink of retirement. What do you kind of wish you might have known 20 or 30 years ago about retirement? Maybe not retirement planning, but about retirement. Danny, I really can't say. I've led a charmed life. Everything besides losing family has gone great. We're, we're way beyond the financial means that I ever thought we'd be, and I have to give it all to Annex. I agree, 100%. Carol and uh, Roger, thank you so much for coming in. I really appreciate it. When we do things like this, we want our, our radio audience to, to kind of hear the difference, and having you come in here and kind of share your experience, hopefully it's going to help some others. Thank you. I hope so, too. Thank You're you. welcome. Thank you. If we can help, website AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. It's Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show for Sunday the 20th. Going to be right back on 92.5 Fox News. You finally reached your savings goal, but how much will you really spend in retirement? Basic question, but more than one-third of retirees underestimated their spending. And you know taxes will impact what you've set aside. You're smart enough to know you don't have all the answers. You're also smart enough to know where to get help. It's time to put things in order with a fee-only fiduciary. Click the Get Started button at AnnexWealth.com. One team, one plan, one fee. Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? Losing a spouse is an awful reality for married couples. You've had time together, and when the day comes when you're by yourself, it's just not right. Being widowed creates a hole and can be made worse if you don't have a solid financial plan. That's what we're going to talk about with Deanne Phillips, Director of Client Learning Development, CFP, and a CDFA at Annex Wealth Management. Hey, Deanne. Hey, Danny. Oh, these are sad topics, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We realize that both men and women lose spouses, but for the sake of this conversation, we're going to talk about widows who have lost husbands. Statistically, that's more likely than the other way around, isn't it? Well, in 2020, there were about three and a half million widowed men in the U.S. and about 11.3 million widowed women. Well, I don't like the sound of this. Widowhood is one of the highest financial risk factors that face women. Yeah, a woman's income just from Social Security alone drops significantly after their spouse dies. This cut ranges from 33 to 50 percent compared to the couple's previous combined benefits. They're going down to one, the highest of the paychecks from two. So women face a higher risk of falling into poverty. Also, if their spouse had a pension, there might be a reduction in benefit there as well. The poverty rate for widowed women is almost 40% higher than her male counterpart. 
That sets the stage for a serious conversation, doesn't it? And I'm going to use broad generalizations here, but based on what I've read, it's very possible that the widow was not as involved in managing finances. Traditionally, right or wrong, the husband took the lion's share of the financial management. Well, usually what I see as a wealth manager is one member of the partnership, and yes, it's usually the man, takes care of the investments while the woman might take care of the household budgeting. So both financial but very different duties. We do usually see the division of household financial labor split, though. You're right. And interestingly, and this statistic has been around for a long time, Danny, up to 70 percent of widows leave their husband's financial advisor within a year of their death, according to Vanguard Research. Usually that's because they weren't involved in that decision making process and they had no relationship with the advisor. Or worse, no advisor at all. Right. right? And so all of a sudden they're behind the eight ball. They're forced to make decisions that they might not be equipped for. In fact, you and I did that segment called fortune hunters and gold diggers. Mm -hmm. And we talked about how people can be taken advantage of in times like that. Yeah. And that's why I always say you should bring along a second pair of eyes and ears, a good friend whom you trust with you when you're making financial decisions after you have a major life changing event, like losing a spouse. During times of stress, we don't hear and process things the same way. And at that time, yeah, unfortunately, it can be easier to get taken advantage of because we're not as much on our toes. Or we might make decisions that aren't necessarily in our best interest because we just want to get the decisioning done mm. with. So that second set of eyes and ears can be very helpful in that case. Deanne Phillips is Director of Client Learning and Development, CFP and a CDFA at Annex Wealth Management. Deanne, let's back up to a point where a married couple is sitting with us at Annex Wealth Management. Let's go through some of the basic but very necessary steps they need to take with their wealth manager and their whole plan. Right. Well, first off, it is about the couple. So they both do need to be here sharing their goals, their wants, their needs. They're both equally important in building that financial plan. And they both need to have an understanding of how their current actions and income and, and their assets fit into their plan and how their goals can be met. This is so much more and goes so much deeper than just knowing about their asset allocation or diversification. It's so much more than just the investments. It's understanding their income expenses, their legacy planning, their estate planning. And it's about stress testing their financial plan just in case there is a long-term care need or a premature death. And stress testing the plan then really shows them as a couple, as a team, what would happen to the remaining partner financially if one was lost. Let's say it happens and a spouse passes. The, the dust needs to settle a little bit, but the widow needs to take certain steps. One of the most important is to contact us at Annex Wealth Management. The plan that worked previously for the married couple is in place, but it needs to morph. It needs to reflect a new reality. Yeah, so relatively soon you do need to revamp around that financial plan because your income, your tax situation, your expenses, they're all going to change. Your bracket's going to change, and eventually your goals might change too. All of these need to be formalized into a financial plan. You know, I've heard from a number of our wealth managers who share clients saying things like, it's so nice that somebody's not selling me something when we're sitting in meeting. That's not what we do. We're, we're here to help. Oh, no, absolutely. We are here as in a fiduciary capacity to act in the best interest of the clients. And we're really here to help guide you through all those transitions, good and bad. We have people that ask, how often do we meet? Well, when you're going through a transition, you're going to be in contact with us and we're going to be in contact with you a little bit more. And that is normal. And, you know, sometimes it's about repetition and gentle nudges and reminders and helping you 
partner to and through all those life transitions. For investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning, we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference? Our website, AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Start that wealth metric process. Dion Phillips, Director of Client Learning and Development as CFP and a CDFA at Annex Wealth Management. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show for Sunday the 20th. Going to be right back on 92.5 Fox News. It starts with a call. With one call, you can start seeing your future more clearly. If your financial picture is cloudy because you're getting conflicting tax, investment, and estate planning advice, help is a call or a click away. Annex Wealth Management's team works to get your investment plan in line with your tax plan and your estate plan. Build confidence with one team working to create one comprehensive plan as a fee-only fiduciary. Annex Wealth Management. One team, one plan, one fee. AnnexWealth.com. We are back. Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. Time for Ask Annex. Got a question for us? You head to our website, AnnexWealth.com. Look for the Ask button. Everybody gets an answer. Some people wind up on the radio at their choice. In the studio, Mark Beck, Managing Director of Wealth Management Services and a Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management. Thank you for jumping in. My pleasure. Deanne Phillips, Director of Client Learning Development, CFP, CDFA at Annex Wealth Management and Wealth Manager. Welcome. <laughs> Hi. Let's roll through some of these. Our first one is from Tony. I will be inheriting an IRA and and I understand I'll need to deplete it within 10 years. Can I skip a year or two until I'm retired? So the laws actually changed around this via the SECURE Act a couple of years ago. And yes, when you inherit an IRA now, usually, okay, it used to be if you were a child, you could extend the required minimum distributions over your life. So it could be a little longer time. But now there's this 10-year rule for most people if you're within a certain age range of the person who passed. So it depends on who you're inheriting it from. But for most people, like if it's from a parent, you have 10 years to deplete the funds and pay the tax on them. But you don't have to take required minimum distributions. You can let that go until the 10th year if you really want to. Yep, good point. So you have that 10-year window. First of all, by the way, this is for non-spouse beneficiaries. So if you inherit an IRA from your spouse, you can still take that IRA, roll it over, and have it become your own, and then treat it with your own required distributions. Sometimes a sibling also, there's a certain age limit, a gap in years. But for non-spouse, so most often from parent to child, right? right? So when the child then inherits, you have a 10-year window, and you're right, so no required distribution. So for Tony's question, what that means is, yes, you can skip a couple of years. You could wait all until the 10th year and take it all at that time. The key to this good decision-making, right, I think is around tax planning, because if it's a traditional IRA, every dollar coming out is going to be taxed as ordinary income. So you have to look at your sequence of income events. For example, if you're thinking you might retire in a couple of years, you might take nothing for the first few years and then make up the difference with the required distributions out of this to get it all depleted by that 10th year. And you might be able to sort of sequence the tax liability and minimize that over time. Sure. When you're when your income's less. That makes a lot of sense. It's all about the planning. Next up is from Frank. I never hear anything about reverse mortgages on your show. Do you have something against Tom Selleck? I don't know if he's got tongue in cheek or not, but Tom (laughs) does those ads, right? That's very funny. How do they work and usually who winds up with them? Yeah, so they are very complicated products and they really are a product you're getting sold. And there are certain specifications in order to actually be pitched a reverse mortgage and before you can sign, you have to sit with a housing specialist. They really drill in if you understand what exactly you're signing. They can 
can be, in general, fairly expensive products. However, if you're in a situation where your house wealthy and cash flow or asset poor, it certainly can be a way to both live in your house and call on the equity in your home for that cash flow. So if you're in that situation, it can be worthwhile exploring. You know, we don't want to see our people spend their assets, they have nothing left, and they say, oh, but I can't touch the house because the kids will inherit it. I look at them and I say, what do you think the kids will do? And they pause, they go, oh, they'll sell it. Right. So it does sometimes make sense to tap into the equity and utilize it. And I would say to Frank that that's the reason you don't hear us talk about them frequently on the show because we want to do all the other planning to help you not find yourself in that situation. We always think about the house as kind of the fallback. It's the safety blanket. Sure. So hopefully we plan a successful retirement, maintain your lifestyle, and not have to use the equity in the house to do that. Therefore, if something comes up towards end of life, last resort, sell the house, use the equity there. Maybe that's for care and end of life, for example, you know, things like that. That That's a better way to think about it. If you're starting to get to that spot where you're running out of money and you need to tap into the equity to maintain lifestyle, a lot of times it might be a better approach to sell it outright and flip over and think about, you know, renting for a period of time. So downsizing housing cost. This is where our financial planning all comes in, right? There you go, right. Uh, Next one's a text question. Motley Fool had an article about HSAs being, quote, the new 401k. Why? Why? Because the HSA is the only triple tax advantaged vehicle that exists. So HSAs are really an outstanding tool if you've got them. Now, the way that that works is the money going into the HSA tax deductible, similar to your traditional 401k or traditional IRA. Then it grows tax deferred, meaning the investment activity is not taxed while the money's still in the HSA. And then lastly, take it out to pay for qualified health expenses. It's tax-free, tax-free similar to the Roth. Put all three of them together, triple tax advantaged. It's the only vehicle that does that. Now, these are really wonderful, provided that you are not starting Medicare. You cannot be on Medicare and contribute to an HSA. You can have one and utilize it, but you can't contribute. So if you're in a transition year, transitioning from your job and that insurance and going into Medicare, and you've been contributing to an HSA, you got to do some planning to make sure you don't over-contribute. So quick tip on that. I run into this frequently, starting to get into higher income years, have an HSA. People are sort of programmed to think that we put money into the HSA and then we use it for those medical expenses like deductibles and things like that. If you can't afford to do so, contribute to the HSA, then don't use it. Bank it, yes. Exactly, So because it is an accumulation vehicle. It's not like those old plans where if you didn't use it in the year, you would lose it. This is an actual long-term investment vehicle. If you build up enough money in there, you actually can invest it as well. So the key there is investment, you're right. So it does not have to sit in just cash. Mark Beck, Managing Director, Wealth Management Services, Annex Wealth Management. Thank you for jumping on Ask Annex. You bet. Dean Phillips, Director of Client Learning Development, CFP, CDFA, Annex Wealth Management, and a Wealth Manager. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, Sunday, February 20th. We're going to be right back. 92.5 Fox News. Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. After all we've been through, isn't it time to focus on what really matters, living your best life? There are a lot of moving pieces when it comes to investment and retirement planning. It's important to get it right, and we can help. AnnexWealth.com is the place to start. Click the Get Started button. Put a pro on your side with a local fee-only fiduciary. That's Annex Wealth Management. AnnexWealth.com. 
Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management, joined by Tom Parks, Director of Retirement Plan Services, Annex Wealth Management. Welcome back, Tom. Pleasure to be here. Tom and the Retirement Plan Service team assist companies with 401k plans, which can be the largest source of retirement funds for a lot of workers. And we talk many times about 401k millionaires because they exist. They do exist, and there are more and more of them every year, which is fun to see. That's pretty sweet. And having a solid benefits package can be a great help in both retaining and attracting employees you need. Salary might be the same between a couple of companies, but if it gets down to a better benefits package, that's a great opportunity to demonstrate the value of working for your company. And we're talking about company owners, CFOs, HR professionals, because that's who you deal with, right? Yeah, that's the you know the primary source of people that, that we're talking to about these things. And you're right, Danny. Applicants are getting more and more sophisticated about what they look at. Sure, they want to know what their salary is going to be, but they also want to know what benefits you're going to have, when am I eligible for them, and all that stuff. So this is definitely relevant. That is a tough position to be in, isn't it? I mean, sure it's, is. It's, yeah, it's very competitive out there. It is a shootout. 401k plans are evolving, and that's what we're going to talk about specifically. Things we could see this year, things that were included in the 2019 bill called the SECURE Act. One is a provision that calls for allowing employers to make contributions on behalf of employees who are making student loan payments instead of contributing to the retirement plan. Hadn't heard of that. Are, are you seeing that? Yeah, so some of these things that we're going to talk about here are the law allows for them. But just because the law was passed doesn't mean that your plan necessarily allows for it. So just do keep that in mind. You know, don't go to your HR person and say, hey, I heard on the radio. It depends on the plan. Plan by plan, some of these things are going to change now. And some won't, actually. We're going to talk about a couple things as we go through here. But we have not seen on our team, among our client base, a big thirst for this student loan provision. Um, so I have not personally seen it. But, you know, I'm sure that it's happening. It just depends on where you are, I think. But we have not seen a whole lot of it. One thing for sure this year, there are contribution limit changes. That's good. It's more, right? Yeah. So this is a good one. I And you know, I love to promote our YouTube channel. So I did a video talking about maxing out your 401k plan. The contribution limits went up from $19,500 to $20,500. People can put that away. Now, again, there are testing issues with plans from one plan to the next. Another issue, if you're having a problem with, uh, give me a call and I can help explain that. So it's $20,500 for people under the age of 50. And then people 50 and older can put away an additional $6,500 for a total 27 grand. So there's an opportunity to save a, a hefty chunk of cash here in 2022. And regular listeners of this segment will know that both Tom and I agree if your amount doesn't hurt just a little, it's probably not enough. That's right. <laughs> That's the rule, <laughs> my rule of thumb. <laughs> That's just our opinion. Next change you'll likely see this year, an estimated guaranteed income. I typically see the phrase guaranteed income attached annuities. That's not what we're talking about right. here. Right. So what they're talking about here, and this we're going to keep talking about this basic concept, and they're, they're related but not necessarily together here. The Department of Labor came out and said, you need to show on people's statements, here's what your income in retirement will be based on what you're saving in this plan. So this is something that you will be seeing because it's it's required now. When you get your statements or on your website, it'll say, you know, here's kind of what we think you're going to have on a monthly income basis. And they factor it on age and balance and growth and contributions and all that stuff. But this is something you're going to be seeing. Tom Parks, Director of Retirement Plan Services, Annex Wealth Management. Changes in 401k plans in 2022, what you might see. How about this? Annuities in your plan. Yeah, so this is similar to what we were just talking about, and that's why I'm saying they're related, but not necessarily uh, one versus the other. Used to be, you know, what is your balance at retirement? And people just can't conceptualize, okay, so I have a million dollars. What does that even mean? The idea is to help people say, okay, each month, what will you have? Now, that thing on people's statements kind of telling them, here's what it's going to be, this 
concept of adding annuities to the plan is say, okay, if you want, you can purchase a product with inside your 401k plan that will provide that guaranteed income for a certain period of time. This is something that is being pushed very hard by our industry. We do not yet see a lot of it actually being employed in the plans that we're working with, but I think you are going to be seeing more and more of this. And it would just be an option. It's not something you have to do, but it's kind of think of it as an additional investment option. Make sure, though, if you're doing this, that you're paying close attention to all the details, as is always the case with any annuity. And any retirement plan, because bottom line, benefits matter. Having a solid plan helps retain and attract great employees. Tell me, if somebody wants to at least kick our tires for retirement plan services, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Yeah, go to our website. You can see how to you know contact us. You can schedule a meeting. Um, I have different ways of doing that on our website. Give our office a call, and everyone, you know, no matter who answers the phone, they're going to know how to get a hold of me. Um, and I'm happy to walk through this stuff. A lot of these things you need to think them through and really understand the ramifications of one decision versus another. And that's what I spend most of my days doing. So it's a lot of fun. I'd love to hear from people. And if somebody has recently left a job and needs some guidance on what to do with that old 401k, we help with that as well. Yeah, we have actually, we have an entire website on the 401k team that's dedicated to people who have left their jobs and helping them explore their options. So check that out as well. And as you know, like I said, YouTube, if you want to get a sense of how we interact with people, come check us out. We do a lot of fun stuff. So if you dragged your humble and lovable 401k from job to job to job, put that thing to work to the Absolutely. max. That's right. For investment, retirement planning, tax planning, estate planning, we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference. Website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Start the wealth metric process. Tom Parks, Director of Retirement Plan Services, Annex Wealth Management. Thank you. Thank you, Danny. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, Sunday, February 20th. Quick break, but we're going to be back. More to come, 92.5 Fox News. Cut through the clutter with Axiom, the weekly newsletter from Annex Wealth Management. Subscribe today for seven insights built and delivered to you every Sunday. It'll help you navigate the markets and the things that affect your money. The Axiom. Sign up at AnnexWealth.com. We're back. Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. Been a great show so far. Let's see. We've done a guide for widows, uh, Ask Annex. Talked about what's new with 401ks for 2022 and how Annex Wealth Management can really help with company owners and CFOs and HR leaders. Up next, remarriage and estate planning. And Dave Spano, I think that's just really a good representation of the breadth of stuff that Annex Wealth Management does. Investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning. Yeah, there's no question that. That is the full scale of wealth management services. We had a client come in this week, and they had a home in uh, Naples Park, and they sold it for more than twice what they paid for it not that long ago. And so they came into this into this pot of money and said, what should we do with it? That was the full-scale wealth management planning that we had to do, right? We had to say, all right, first of all, can we mitigate your taxes? What are you going to do with this money? And, of course, how does it fit into your current estate plan? And we walked through the entire process, and we brought everybody in, our tax lawyers, our CPAs, our estate planning lawyers, and, of course, our investment team. That is what full-scale wealth management is, Danny. It's complicated. You miss a step, and it can cost you money, right? Yeah, well, it's yeah. funny. As we had a doctor tell us, you, you heard him say it. They say, you know, we, you know, we have to pay them a fee. There's no question That's about right. that. But what is the cost if you make a mistake? That's right. It's certainly more than the fee that you're paying. So go through the process, get a second look, and make sure that you're on, on track. If you are working with a fee-only fiduciary, congratulations, because that's a good first start. Secondary 
necessarily are you working with a team that employs the right talent of people on the team? And lastly, where are the assets held? Are they held at a third-party custodian where where it's very transparent and low cost? And also, who's doing the investment research? And, and Yeah, is, is it I, given to a third party or has it been done inside? That's that was correct. fairly new to me. I found out within the last couple of weeks that actually that gets farmed out. And it's not with Annex Wealth Management. Again, investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning. As Dave says, we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. 2022 is going to be a bumpy ride, um, and we can help into this year into next year, through the rest of your retirement, give us a shot. The website, AnnexWealth.com. What you need to do is click that Get Started button. Read our story. There's a lot on there. I think one of the most important things is what's called the Know the Difference checklist. That is great. Stick around. There is more to come. We're going to talk about remarriage and estate planning. That's next on the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. The Week in Review, Know the Difference Minutes, team segments, planning topics, including investments, retirement, tax, and estate. It's all on the Annex Wealth Management YouTube channel, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Head to YouTube and search Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management, Jill Martin, an estate planning attorney with Annex. Welcome back. Thanks, Danny. Uh, We dot I's, we cross T's here at Annex Wealth Management when it comes to our clients. Details matter, and really in your world for sure with estate planning, plenty of details to watch, including some gotchas. We're going to talk about remarriages with seniors, right? So great divorces on the upswing. People find love again. There are steps people should take to make sure everything goes smooth, right? Absolutely. Um, It's something that, yes, we see a lot more of nowadays. But, you know, it's not just the remarriage where there's some gotchas, right? You got to rewind and go all the way back to maybe the initial divorce that happened where part of your estate plan can really get thrown off the rails if you don't do things at that point in time. All right. What should somebody do with an estate plan when they're contemplating, initiating, and finalizing a divorce? If you had an estate plan, what you want to make sure you do is a lot of times those get drafted in a way that it says, I leave my assets to my spouse. So if there is a divorce that's happened and it's been finalized, those provisions kind of become null and void as it relates to the spouse. So that's really good for wills, maybe even trusts or the powers of attorney, but that doesn't catch beneficiary designations or jointly owned property with that now ex-spouse. While you may not need to update legal documents on the divorce, you got to do some other stuff because otherwise bad things can happen. There's enough havoc in the whole divorce thing. Do you do this right after, during, part of, when? It depends, right? Some people, they're contemplating divorce, so they're already starting to separate assets or they've changed their estate plan because they know where they're headed, right? So some people are really proactive. Others, it's more, it becomes an after the fact situation. I think that's what we see more often is, is we're divorced Now I want to make sure I'm providing for my kids or whoever my beneficiaries that I want to have happen. So we need to go and get the plan updated. Time heals all wounds. The dust is settled. You meet somebody new. Things look great. Uh, You're contemplating remarriage. What does one need to think about then? Well, you know, I'm going to use the word 
prenuptial agreement, right? And that has a lot of negative connotations around it because people think you're doing a prenup to protect assets, or maybe there's one really wealthy spouse and maybe one that's not. You're not really doing it in contemplation of another divorce, though. What you're doing is is you're protecting rights because with marriage, there comes inherent rights by statute that a spouse is entitled to so much upon death. So if that's not what you want to have happen because you've got children from a prior marriage or other things that are happening, you want to do that prenup so that the two of you contracted with each other as to who gets what when you pass away. And I'm guessing each spouse then does need to then update their estate plan. Do they do it as a thing that's together or are they separate or what? Yeah. So once you actually say I do, right, and you get remarried, then it's a matter of if you did that prenup, you want to go and make sure the estate plan gets updated to reflect that. Some attorneys will actually represent both sides in that situation to do the estate plan, but other attorneys are very adamant about they each need to have their own attorney to be separately represented because there is an inherent conflict of interest there. If you think about it, right, your new spouse and the children from a prior marriage, what are the odds that they're going to get along, especially after you're gone? What you're really doing is is you're protecting both sides of the equation so that you are providing for what you want to have happen and what you want your spouse to receive, and you're protecting the rights of what you want your kids to receive. So it's written down. It's all legally documented. There's enforceable rights there. Then both sides are protected, and you're leaving it. You're kind of closing the door to arguments that could happen after the fact. Let's talk about the critical stuff, and I'm going to guess that falls under things like beneficiary designations, maybe titling of assets. That's important. It really is. And what you think about often is going to be that marital house, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe the two of you went and bought a new house together for your new remarried life, and you're both on the deed. So is it something that you want your kids to get your half of that house when you pass away? Do you want your spouse to get the house so that then she can do whatever she wants with it upon her passing? What do you actually want to have happen with that house? The titling is one component of it, but it's upon death. Where do you want it to go? So that's a big one that people kind of have some hiccups over. And the other one that I've seen happen in real life is going to be beneficiary designations on 401ks, life insurance. I've seen it where it's actually still payable to the ex-spouse. No way. Absolutely. Did they take the money? You bet they did. Oh, they did. Because unfortunately, those are are contracts. And so you go to your 401k provider and it's a contract. And you signed and said, my ex-spouse is the beneficiary. Has nothing to do with whether she's a spouse or not. And so by law, legal right, she can take it and she doesn't have to give it back to anybody else, whether it's the new spouse, children, whatever. So it gets to be really, really messy if you leave those old 401ks out there. Annex Wealth Management, we do investment and retirement planning, tax planning, and as you just heard, lots of detail with estate planning. That's what we do. Start at AnnexWealth.com. Jill Martin, estate planning attorney. Thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. After all we've been through, isn't it time to focus on what really matters, living your best life? There are a lot of moving pieces when it comes to investment and retirement planning. It's important to get it right, and we can help. AnnexWealth.com is the place to start. Click the Get Started button. Put a pro on your side with a local fee-only fiduciary. That's Annex Wealth Management. 
AnnexWealth.com. Investment, retirement planning, tax planning, estate planning, know the difference. It's one team, one plan, one fee with Annex Wealth Management. Derek Felsky, Chief Investment Officer, last segment, along with Dave Spano, our President and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Thanks, Danny. You know, there's awfully a lot of negative news. And if you listen to the news, wherever you get that from newspapers, television, radio, whatever it is, a lot of folks focus on the negative parts because that sells. And the market continues to go up on what's called a wall of worry. And there is no shortage of worries right now. We like to look at the other side of the coin. And one of the things, Derek, that we look at is what's called liquidity and cash flows. Right. I mean, you would think, given the negative headlines and the way the markets performed in January, that money would have fled the stock market and rushed to safety. Well, precisely the opposite happened. In fact, money came out of money funds, came out of corporate bonds, and and went into large cap equity. So that means equity fund managers have a lot of cash on hand. And then you combine that with what we saw in terms of bullish advisors versus bearish advisors. You know, not all advisors are created equal, but right now the percentage of bullish to bearish advisors is roughly equal, which is very rare. Advisors tend to be bullish. And then when you look at retail sentiment levels, retail investors are as pessimistic as they've been since March of 2020. And while I won't say that the problems in Ukraine aren't an issue or the issues of the Fed aren't an issue, but when you see things like that, when it's that heavily skewed, you really have to look as the glass is half full. You know, Charlie Munger, Warren Buffett's a partner made a lot of news this week. You know, 98 years old, and he was given. He doesn't a, care. Does no, he, he doesn't care. Well, this is perfect, he, right? He, Your edit button goes right, away, right? Right, right? And so he was given it to one of the very large uh, money managers in the world. But you, you know what you're telling me right now, Derek, is makes me think of the Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger relationship. And we'll remember back in 2008 that Warren Buffett famously said, "When people are fearful, be greedy, and when they're greedy, be fearful." And this, the sentiment surely has changed right now. Right. So right now, people are fearful, and I certainly can understand why. I read the same headlines, but again, the markets are going to sniff out the headlines. They already know about those headlines. But it's the headlines that are going to come out in three, four, five, six months that might be real positive in terms of what the economy is doing, a resolution of the midterm elections, perhaps uh, less fear of higher taxes going forward. So any number of positive things one can focus on, which is why we advocate balanced portfolios, because it's very hard to be right and catch every turn. So what you try to do is maintain a balance, but look at the relative attractiveness of asset classes to generate good risk-adjusted returns over a cycle. You know, this week there was a famous manager, and she runs what's called the ARC funds. And, you know, one of the things that's in there is companies that really don't have a lot of earnings but are innovative and maybe game changers down the road. And a client called me. Did you, By the way, did you see the interview? Oh, I did. It was fantastic. Yeah, it was a long time, and she took some hits for sure. Uh, and her name is Kathy Wood, and I thought she did a nice job. But one thing for sure is a client called me and said, did you see the interview? And I said, I did. One thing doesn't change. If you buy a company that increases its revenues, in other words, increases its sales from last quarter and last year, that's a good sign. Then you look at their bottom line. Did they increase their net income and their profit? If the company is doing that, despite all of this wall of worry, that's a company you might want to own. And then, more importantly, we're seeing right now price-to-earnings ratios are actually coming down, Derek. Well, they are, but not in her product. I mean, her product is really thematic. She's buying what she believed to be game changers 10 years from now that are not in the, in the benchmarks. So most of the companies that are in her portfolio aren't profitable, 
They're very illiquid. Her fund is down 55% on a year-over-year basis, and the volume-weighted average price of investors in that fund is $104 a share. Her, but, her, but what I want to focus on, of course, here in the last minute or so, is that if the alternative of that is buying a company that does have increasing revenues and increasing sales, and you look at it, it's cheaper today than it was six months or even a year ago. Oh, absolutely true to the S&P is as well. As I mentioned, you know, we're up 30% year-over-year earnings, but we're down 6% in January. January alone. So the stock market, as measured by the S&P 500, is cheaper on an absolute basis and certainly relative to interest rates. So put a shopping list together, folks. If you need help, we are here. And remember, work with a fee-only fiduciary. Write that down because that is a major difference between firms. A fee-only fiduciary, Danny. Investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning, that's what Annex Wealth Management does, as Dave says, as a fee-only fiduciary. Significant difference between financial advisors. Before we leave you, I want to remind you real quick, got a great series on our website called Moving in Retirement. There are three episodes up. Fourth one's going to be up there soon. Don't forget about our webinars. You need details on that. Head to AnnexWealth.com. Look for the events tab if we can help, and I know we can. Head to AnnexWealth.com and click that Get Started button. See you in a week on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. The Annex Wealth Management Show is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation.